0: to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the Senior Pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. Father, we are grateful and thankful this afternoon we thank you for the holy spirit we thank you lord for the advocate the great teacher the comforter we pray lord that he will guide us and lead us into all truth in the name of jesus I avail myself lord as a vessel speak through me O lord and give us wisdom give us knowledge give us understanding in jesus name amen Clap your hands together for Jesus, and please be seated. Wonderful, Muhammad is good to see you. Powerful. Okay, and all of you, it's good to see you. Amen. It's good to see you. Awesome. Well, um, this afternoon, I um, we are still in our status five to seven, and. Just to remind you once again, this is our year of the shepherd. It is the year of the shepherd. And so you are hearing a lot of things about shepherds. And shepherd is someone who cares or takes care of God's people. Someone who loves the people of God and cares about or cares for the people of God. And you are being All of you are being admonished, you are being encouraged to become that, become a shepherd, become someone who takes care of God's people. Amen. 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 Wonderful. So today we are sharing about what it means for the sheep to have no shepherd, what it means for the sheep to have no shepherd. We are the sheep of God. And anyone who cares for the sheep is the shepherd. And we are sharing from Bishop's book, The Art of Shepherding. The Art of Shepherding. We are sharing from this book, The Art of Shepherding. And this is chapter 14. What it means for the sheep to have no shepherd. Amen. Amen. What does it mean when we say that these sheep have no shepherd? When God's people have no shepherd, what does it mean? Amen. Is this something we need to know? Wonderful. So number one, when the sheep does not have shepherd, number one, it leads to aimlessness. It leads to aimlessness. When the sheep do not have shepherd, it leads to aimlessness. People are aimless and without direction when there is no shepherd to lead them out and to bring them in. When that is lacking, they are aimless. People need shepherd. God's people need shepherds. Amen. Amen. They are aimless when there is no shepherd. Numbers chapter 27 and verse 15 It says, and Moses, and Moses spake unto the Lord, saying, let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation, which may go out before them, and which may go in before them, and which may lead them out, and which may bring them in, That the congregation of the Lord be not as sheep which have no shepherd. Amen. Amen. So Moses, the pastor, prayed to the Lord that he will set a man, set among the congregation a man who will go out before the sheep and come in before them. In other words, someone who will lead them in and out someone who will lead them out and someone who will bring them in that the congregation of the Lord will not be as sheep that do not have shepherds. Amen. So this is Moses, the pastor, asking the Lord to choose from among the congregation. To choose from among the congregation. In other words, God should choose someone in the congregation whose life could be a kind of a role model to the congregation. Your life should be a role model to the sheep, to the flock. Hallelujah. And the Bible is saying when this is lacking, when this is lacking in the church, when we lack people whose lives are a model, sort of, to the congregation, when this is lacking in the congregation, They become like sheep who do not have shepherds. And sheep who do not have shepherds, they move around aimlessly. They move around aimlessly. They have no direction. They have no purpose. They walk about as if any path that they take must be okay. That is how it is to move about aimlessly. Amen. So the reality is that the preaching of the word of God alone is not enough to change people. It's not enough to give the direction. It has the ability, but when it comes to the people, they don't just receive the word and they are changed. They don't. Though the word of God has the power to give direction, The people don't just listen and change. And you can say that also for yourself that you have been around for a while and a lot has been preached. Do you understand? And your life has not become what has been preached. Amen. The life of the shepherd, the life of the one who is leading them must be an example to the sheep. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? The life must be an example to the sheep. As a pastor, I cannot live my life and do anything that I want. I cannot do that. I must exercise a lot of constraints in a lot of areas of my life for the sake of the sheep. Because the sheep is not only changing by what you are preaching, they are also changing by what you do, what they see. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? What they hear you do. What they see you do. Hallelujah. And you also cannot live your life and say because you are not the pastor, you are living your life anyhow and expect that that is acceptable. That is not acceptable. You realize Moses was the pastor and he's asking God from among the congregation, Let someone also, whose life? Someone. So God is expecting that you also, your life should be such a model life, your life should be such a righteous life that the sheep can follow, that you can go in before them, that they are looking at, you are leading them and coming in. You realize you have not said anything, but your actions, how you are going in, they also go like that. And how you are coming in, they also come like that. Amen. Amen. So this is your behavior that you are going on with and carrying on with gossiping, doing all kinds of things. You go home and you are telling your children don't talk to this auntie. When she's giving food, don't take it. You see, you are not showing your child forgiveness and love. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, you are not muddling. You are not muddling. And the child comes and hears all kinds of things but when the child comes home, she doesn't see the things that she's hearing. Oh, you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. God will hold you responsible. God will hold everyone responsible for your actions that will cause one of these children to stumble. Look at the scripture in Matthew 18. Matthew 18 and verse 6. Matthew 18 and verse 6. It says, But whoever causes one of these little ones, I'm reading the Amplified Version in this. It says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, you see? The person believes. But whoever will cause one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble and sin by leading him away from my teaching, that means what a child is hearing in church, your actions at home Your actions are leading him from these teachings. It will be better for this person to have a heavy millstone as large as one turned by a donkey, hang around his neck, and to be drowned in the death of the sea. You see, we think that, you know, this is your life, and you can live it anyhow you want. That is how you feel. That's my life. Leave me alone. It's my life. And I can do whatever I want. No, it's not your life. Surprisingly, it's not your life. Because your actions, your actions will cause another to be deterred from the teachings of the Lord. So it's not your life. And you are held accountable. You are held responsible for the life that you live. Amen. And so sometimes... For these little ones' sake, we do certain things just so they also understand that it is okay to forgive. It is okay to stay in and endure. It is okay to do this. It is okay. And God will help you. When you say, because of God, I am doing this so that these little ones will not fall, God will cause you to stand. I say, God will cause you also to stand. Anyone who obeys the word of God, you see, God's word is above all. And when you obey it, no matter how difficult a situation is, God will come through to you. But when you say, It is my life, you know, we can't counsel you, we can't change you, we can't say any And you speak, and It's my life. It's my life. It's, my li- it's not your life. It's not your life. It's not your life. You don't even know what the life is. How, where did you get it from? Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Where did you get it from? The air that is around you, do you know where it came from? But you need it. It is called oxygen. You don't even know how it is made. Some of you don't even know the components of the air. If I ask you what are the percentages of the different kinds of air, that the gases that are in the air that we are breathing right now, you don't know, but you say, it's my life. What life? You need it, but it's not yours. You need it, but it's not yours. I'm telling you. Do you know the components of the air? Who knows? You see, no one can lift your hand up because then, if you tell me you know, then I'll ask you also. What are the percentages? As you are sitting here right now, you don't know the 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 different types of gases that are around you that you are sitting there and breathing. Sometimes you get angry and you breathe. Take deep breath. And out, and out. You are breathing free, free. You don't even know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's coming from. You say it's my life. It's my life. I can do whatever I want. And your heart boom, 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 beating. You don't even know how your heart beats. You don't even know how your heart beats. Do you know why your heart beats? Do you even know why? You don't. And it's your heart. Leave me alone. It's my heart. What heart? You don't even know how it works. You say it's your heart. If it is yours, tell me how it works. Tell me how it works. When you sleep, what control do you have over that heart that is yours? When you sleep. As you are sitting here right now, what control? Can you stop the heart and it's mine? Stop. Now, I say stop. Can you stop it? You can't. So how is it yours? Someone has given you the heart. And that person says the life that you live is not yours. And he is responsible. You are responsible for everything that you do with that life. Someone who watches over you. Who neither slumbers nor sleeps. But you sleep. You don't understand my message. You don't like my message. I'm preaching. I'm preaching a good message. And he says if you, 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 you play with that life. And just says mine is my and cause one of these little ones to stumble. One of these little ones to stumble. Sometimes, even the way we treat we treat our wives and our husbands at home. Do you understand? And they are looking at you. They are looking at you. And when they grow up, they are doing the same thing, and they didn't hear it in the church. You see, many things are not heard in the church. Many things are not heard in the church. Yeah, many things are not heard in the church. So there must be examples of righteous lives. Righteous lives for others to follow. There must be, God is expecting all of us to rise up to a shepherdorial level, to be a shepherd, to be a shepherd. You can't just get angry and say, I don't want the marriage anymore, and then you walk out. You can't just do that. What are you showing the child? What are you telling the child? That it is okay. It is okay to go against the word of God. What are you teaching the child? And that is not in my preaching. I never taught the child that. I'm preaching to you. And say it's my life. I can do whatever I want with it. There must be people who pray. People who pray. That is an example unto the people. You pray and that they see that there are people who pray. Amen. Amen. They must see that there are people who read the Bible. That you read, people to, who will rise up and say, I will read my Bible to let others see and know that Bible ought to be read. Amen. 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 That you will do your daily quiet time. It is called daily quiet time. That you will do your daily quiet time. And the, and the, the, the young ones, the, the, the others, the sheep must see must see that you do your daily quiet time. Amen. Share some memory verse with them. And say, this is my memory verse for the day. What is yours? Amen. We need shepherds. We need shepherds who will rise up. Shepherds who will rise up as models for others to follow. For others to follow. For the sheep to follow. We need people in the church who dress nicely. Who dress well. We need lady shepherds who dress decently. To dress decently that it is not acceptable to dress half naked. Are you understanding? You see, do we read the scriptures in the Bible like that? But we have to lead by example. We have to lead by example that you cover yourself. As a young woman, you cover yourself. And we need need shepherds to do that. We don't just say it. We don't just say it, but we do it. We do it. Yeah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. We need young, We need men who dress decently to church. Dress decently to church. Many years ago, there some people that used to come to church wearing all kinds of things. Wearing jeans and all kinds of things to church. By the grace of God, look at us now. Is it true or not true? Is it true or not true? Yes. If you like to, we can bring some old pictures. Kwame, is here? Kwame, Kwame, you are here. Yeah, we have some old pictures. We can show. Do you understand? And these, they are not in the scriptures. There are certain things that ought to be learned in the church. There are certain things that ought to be learned in the church we need young ladies who keep their hair nice keep your hair nicely don't let your hair smell that's the children think that smelly hair is acceptable do you understand and then you have to show how how it's done that's you don't go about as a young woman when you pass by people they should not turn their heads away Mm, like that are you understand what I'm sharing with you you see as we are laughing, I am teaching you something very important. And we need people to raise, we need people to rise up to live to that standard. That will follow. God appreciates that. That our lives, they are models for the sheep. He said, he needs people to go before them and to come in before them. That they will follow. That means that they will do what you are doing. Amen. We need, we need people who take care of their mouths. You don't understand? Oh yes. We need people who take care of your mouth. You don't you don't and then you don't go behind people and say, Hmm, this guy don't go near him. You you have to show the person that you need to take care of your mouth. Do you understand? You as a shepherd, you should always have some mint with you. That you it's not acceptable that you talk to people and then they have to move their heads. You have to be conscious of these things. You see. Ah, we came to church. What is the pastor talking about? I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching an important word. You see. When you, when you sit down for a while, you have to understand that naturally, bacteria in your mouth, they produce toxin, acids, all kinds of things, gases. And when you open your mouth, <laughs> the gas is released. And so as shepherds, you need to go to dentists. You have to go to a dentist and they have to clean areas that your toothbrush cannot get to. You see, you think you will not hear this at your job. Do you understand? You will not hear this at your job. You will not hear this in college. For the last 35 years, you have never been to a dentist before. So what do you think when you open your mouth, what will come out? all the food for 35 years that are under the places where your toothbrush cannot get. They are still there. 35 years. You see, you think I'm joking. You think I'm joking. And we need, we need shepherds to rise up to that degree. Amen. You have to go to a dentist. You are blessed to be in a state like some of you You have insurance. You have dental insurance. Not once have you used your dental insurance. Not once. The only time you go to the dentist is when you have a pain in your... And the pain is a result of the 35 years of food material that has not been taken care of. Amen. Everyone should make an appointment to see a dentist. And we need shepherds who will do that. Have you gone to the dentist? When was the last time? When you open your mouth and we smell it. We say, hey, when was the last time? Amen. Young women, sometimes you will find someone who cares and says, your teeth, something needs to be done about it. And you must listen. Don't be offended. Because when you do it, you see that you are benefiting. Amen. You see that you are benefiting. Don't be angry. Amen. You know, there are certain things bishop can only say. I can't say them. But I'll let that go for now. <laughs> Amen. Amen there are certain times you you as a young woman you need to bath you need to bath amen it's not everything goes it's acceptable it's not acceptable and a young man you need to bath and you need to change your things amen i am preaching i'm preaching It's not acceptable that you wear this thing two times a day or three times and you are moving and you are going. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. (laughs) You say one for a week. (laughs) One for the week. What kind of thing is that? One for the week. It's not acceptable. I'm preaching a good word. I'm preaching. Amen. There are certain things that you will not learn anywhere and a shepherd should teach you. Amen. As a young man, you can wear a suit and if they are giving you five buttons means button, close all five buttons. It's not acceptable. Even if there are two buttons, you don't close all two. You close one of them. And you need a shepherd to tell you that. So every now and then I see you and then I open one. And then you don't get it. You still don't get it. And you move you close it. Ah, Reverend. Why? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. We need to learn to do all kinds of things as shepherds. God 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 does not God does not expect us to live anyhow. We need people who will learn, who will let the, go in before the people and come in before the people that you follow. Amen. That you follow. Hallelujah. Amen. You have to look at some of the grown women in the church, the way they're dressed. You don't see them showing their breasts and all kinds of things. You see, this is how we teach. We don't. Tell and be angry, you see the child comes in and is wearing something and you are saying all kinds of things to the child, you know, but you have to show the child how it is done. If we have shepherds, grown people in the church who are exposing themselves, how can we preach to the child that don't do that? How? So some of you, you make the pastor's work very difficult. You make the pastor's work Difficult. We are teaching the children to pray, but they don't see you praying. Amen. They, 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 they see that the prayer meeting is going on. You are signed on, and the phone is somewhere, and you are also doing your things, and you are not praying. This is how you are ministering to the people. Or oh, you don't understand. So you see, you make the children not have value for these things. They don't have value. They think that this is fake. You are coming, when you are taking your children to school and they are late, you are rushing, you are running, and they see that that is important. They see that that is and they grow to know that you ought to be in school on time. When it's time for them now that nobody takes them and they are going, you see that they are always on time. And then when you are coming to church, you are late, but you are just dragging and dragging, and as if it's not—you are not going anywhere. And they see it, and they see how you rush them to school, how you don't rush them to church, and they see that the church is not that important. That is what you are ministering to them. You don't know, you are, but you are not—you have not told them that. You are going before them and coming before them. Amen. So everyone needs someone to look up to. Amen. We all need someone to look up to. Yes. We all need someone to look up to. We, When Bishop is preaching, we are also looking and watching and seeing and hearing and taking cues. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. We need people that will go in and that will come in with us. Amen. Amen. Number two, it leads to division. When the sheep have no shepherd. It leads to division. It leads to division. The people are divided and without a family when there is no shepherd. When there is no shepherd, they are divided and without a family when there is no shepherd. First Kings chapter 22 and verse 17 says, and he said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, they have, these have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. So when there is no shepherd or when there are no shepherds, There is a lot of division in the church when there is no shepherd. Amen. As a shepherd in this church, I try to avoid groups that form. I I try to avoid groups forming in the church. Hallelujah. I do not identify myself with any particular group, tribe, or anything like that. I don't. I work with everyone. You see, as the brother was sharing, he says, I am a favorite son. And I believe there are many of you who can also say that. And favorite daughters. Isn't that so? And you feel that you are a favorite child, you are a favorite son. That is what a good shepherd does. Amen. You make everyone feel special. When it pertains to a person, you take it personal. Amen. There are other people that I have also invited personally to my house for an issue. I care. And he will not know because he doesn't need to know. And he should feel special. And the other persons also felt special. And I believe that as as she was sharing, they were also surprised. Ah, I thought I was the only one. No. Do you understand? So we don't allow groups from forming. We don't allow. We are a family. And any family with divisions is no family. The church is a family. We can never stand when we are divided. Muhammad, do you understand? Yes. I am happy that you are here. Amen. Amen. So we don't allow groups. And already I've identified a particular group that is congregating. And I'm getting ready to have a meeting. I'm getting ready to have a meeting with them. So if you're in that group, expect a meeting soon. And we are going to smash that group. Because groups are never healthy. They are never good. We don't allow that when something is happening, this group, they do their thing. And we can identify this person, that person, that person, within that rank. I don't allow that. That anything pertaining to one, I see the same kind of people. I don't like that. Whenever I see that, it disturbs me. It troubles me. I will support you, destroy it. Amen. Thank you. I need people who will support me to destroy it. And God is saying that we need shepherds. We need shepherds who will rise up because without shepherds, groups are formed. You see, when we don't have shepherds who will overlook these things, People naturally congregate into groups. That is natural. You see, there's one tribe. They are getting closer together. Or we are all from this area. We all lived here. Or we are all of this profession. And so on and so forth. We don't allow that. We don't allow that. That is not family. In the family, in your own family, you realize that there are different children. Different. Everyone is different, but it's a family. And the parents don't group the girls who do this, who know how to cook from the girls who don't know how to cook. They are all the mother's children. And her effort is to teach everyone how to cook. You don't understand the word. Yeah. The church must be a family. The church must always be a family. And as a shepherd, you must look out. You must look out for the divisions. You must look out and come to the pastor and say, Reverend, I see a group, these people. I see that they are always together. They do their things together. They help one another. They, and when it's pertaining to another person. I don't see them doing the same. That's the group right there. So if you don't understand what is a group, that is my definition of a group. And when I see such a thing, I smash it. Smash it. There are people here, I've met them before when I saw that they were having a group. And by the grace of God, it's not together anymore. And they love everyone. And I see they are mature and they work and do well Whenever you do anything that is in line with the Word of God, you prosper. The thing is beautiful, Amen. Let me give you one more. It leads to when the when sheep have no shepherd, it leads to weakness and disease. Weakness and disease it says people are diseased and weakened without a shepherd. People are diseased and weakened without a shepherd. We want to read Ezekiel chapter 34 and verse 4. Ezekiel chapter 34 and verse 4. People are diseased and weakened without a shepherd. Say, The diseased have ye not strengthened, neither have ye healed that which was sick. Neither have ye bound up that which was broken. Neither have ye brought again that which was driven away. Neither have ye sought that which was lost. But with force and with cruelty have ye ruled them. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. And they became meat to all the beasts. Of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search after them or none did seek after them. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So when we have no shepherds to care for the sheep, they are weakened, and they are diseased. They are diseased. To be diseased means you are out of ease, to dis-ease. You come out of easiness. There's a lack of ease. Do you understand? And they are weakened. And it says that we, it says, Neither have ye sought that which was lost, but with force and with cruelty, have you ruled them? We cannot lead a sheep with force and with cruelty. Amen. Some of you are mean. Especially when you give a woman to lead other women, the woman can be mean. Amen. And cruel. Do you understand? You see, you cannot lead a sheep with being be mean and cruel. With wickedness. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That you don't tolerate any nonsense. You can't be a shepherd that does not tolerate any nonsense. It's not, it's not possible. Because there's, there are a lot of nonsense among the sheep. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And as a shepherd, you ought to lead them with tenderness. He says that with cruelty, with cruelty, have you sought them? Or have you ruled them? You rule them with cruelty. Sometimes you say mean things. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And it doesn't work. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. That is not an action of a shepherd. When someone is leading them with cruelty, it's not the characteristic of a shepherd. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field, because you led them with cruelty, and they were scattered. says, then my sheep wandered through all the mountains, and upon every hill, every high hill, yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth. And none did search or seek after them. We must go after the lost. We must pursue after the lost. We don't give up on anyone. Amen. Amen. We don't give up on anyone. And when someone who was lost is come, it's not now that you are going to make the person feel awful. Because that is what God expects. God expects that when the sheep is lost, we go to find them. You know, the sheep is very vulnerable. The sheep is, you know, if the sheep even lies down, You see, that is how God compares us. Why does God not compare us to any other animal? But he calls us the sheep of his flock. Why not the goat? Do you understand? And the sheep need to be tended. The sheep need to be tended. When the sheep lies down and they usually lie to, they like to lie on a little dent or ditch on the ground that they feel comfortable and Their their, their body is in a large percentage water. So when they lie down, and by gravity, their weight goes into the hole, a little turn, and they are on their back. Now, when the sheep is on its back, it cannot get up. You didn't know that? Yes. When the sheep falls on its back, it cannot get up and it's just a matter of hours, the sheep is going to die. That is why when the sheep is lost, there is agency to find the sheep. That is why the, 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 the shepherd, when he sees, he counts and sees that one is not here, quickly, he leaves the 99, and he runs looking for the lost sheep, because the sheep is perhaps 10 on his back. And when the sheep is on its back, the sheep is vulnerable. Any kind of animal can attack the sheep, and he can fight, unlike many other animals. So when the shepherd finds the sheep, he doesn't whip the sheep and say, "Why did you do that? Make me come and find you." And all kinds of things. So when we find the lost and finally, yes, you have been calling and the person is not answering. been Calling and finally the person, pe- person answered. It's not the time, hey, ah, hey! you too. He's been calling you and calling you, why? You alone, why? It's not the time for that. It's a sheep and it needs tender. You have to tender. You have to treat with tenderness. So when they find, finally when the shepherd finds the sheep, you begin to strengthen because as the ship is lying there, kicking with the legs, gravity, blood is flowing down from the legs. The legs become ischemic. Do you now understand what is ischemic? <laughs> that means there's not there's not enough blood flow to the legs. You, when you lie down today, when you go home, put your legs up and keep your leg up for one hour and then you be, and then get up to walk, you'll see. You will see. You understand the behavior of sheep. But when the shepherd finds the sheep like that, she, he will set the sheep on his feet And then wrap, rub, rub the feet, rub the feet, rub it, rub it, rub the feet, keep it warm. Rub it, rub it until blood starts flowing down the legs again. And then the sheep starts walking wobbly and wobbly and the, the shepherd will continue to rub, rub, rub. And with time, the sheep gains strength again. And the sheep is back to the flock and flowing but the shepherd does not beat the sheep that is already weakened and say all kinds of things and sometimes the shepherds some of you, who you are mean you are mean the things you say they are mean that's not, even make the sheep not want to come back to the flock even you are not saying but your eyes, the way you are looking hey, finally you are here you came and who asked you to come? What kind of behavior is that? That is not a shepherd's characteristic. That is not a shepherd's behavior. Something must have happened to the sheep that has caused the sheep to be at their back. The sheep didn't answer the phone. It's not the right thing. It's, is it okay for the sheep to lie on her back so she can walk? It's not, but something happened. So if with insistence and prayer The sheep has been found and is back on its feet. Let us help strengthen the feet. Let us help warm the feet. Let us help the feet be on its own again and flow. And you realize that as soon as the sheep has gained strength in the legs, it runs into the flock and it joins the flock again. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. You want to pause here? And I wanted to read this scripture to you. Let me just read this scripture in Genesis chapter 33 and then we can close quickly. Genesis chapter 33 and verse 12. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, Then Esau said, Let us get started on our journey and I will go in front of you to lead the way. Are you with me? I will go in front of you to lead the way. But Jacob replied, you see, Jacob was an expert shepherd. Jacob was a better shepherd than Esau. Esau was offering, when Jacob had returned with his flock, Esau said, let us start our journey. Let us go, and I will go in front of you to lead the way. You see, there are certain shepherds, they are not fit to lead the way. They are not fit to lead the way. You cannot be a shepherd that anytime you want, you, you take any of the women and you say, I like you, and then you are taking the, any of the women. You can't be. You cannot be a shepherd like that. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That anytime you want, you just look in and target one, and then you just, you can't be. No matter how your feelings are, you have to constrain your feelings. No matter how the person is attractive to you, you must constrain your feelings. Amen. Because people are looking at you. People are looking at you. So Esau said, I'll go in in front of them and I'll lead the way. But Jacob replied, you know, my Lord, that the children are frail. The children are frail. And need gentle care. They need gentle care. There are certain children amongst us. We are not at the same level. There is a mother sheep and there is a baby sheep. We are not at the same level. So Jacob said, the children are frail and they need gentle care. And the nursing flocks and the heads with the young are of concern to me. They must be of consent to you. Me, all the sheep, they are of consent to me. Every single one of them. The old, the young, the middle, they are of consent to me. He said, they are of consent to me. For if the man should drive them hard for a single day and treat everyone the same and expect everyone to flow the same way. He says, for if the man should drive them hard for a single day, all the flocks will die. All the flocks will die. The way you are leading, the way you are treating them, they will all die. The way you are lambasting them, they will all die. So I, as a pastor, as a shepherd, I need some few people who will lambast you. You know, I need something assistance who will ambush you. And then when I come, then I just rub my oil in the wound. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But you to try. Try. You see. But I need someone who will fire. So I need an assistant who will fire. And then when I come, then I rub the oil in. It's okay. So that you, uh, do you understand? Amen. So the assistant should take the bullets and shoot. It's okay. As long as you like me. Don't like him. It's okay. That's all. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Amen. But there are young ones. And we cannot treat all of them the same way. There are young ones. And they need tender care. They need tender care. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? They need tender care. So he said, if the men should drive them hard, if we drive them, if you want everyone to walk this journey in one day. So you see that when the shepherd is leading the flock, there are some that are behind. There are some that are ahead. You know, but the shepherd has to go in a pace that he brings all of them along. All of them along. To accommodate, he says, the for if the men should drive them hard for a single day, all the flock will die. Please let my Lord go on ahead of his servant, and I will move on slowly, governed by the pace of the livestock that are in front of me as I am leading, and according to the endurance of the children, until I come to my Lord in seer." I will bring them there, all of them. I will lead them. Eventually, we will all get there. Eventually, we will all make it to heaven. Eventually, we will all get there. There are some way, lifestyle, there are some, I mean, sometimes it's not like I don't see certain things. Do you understand? Some of your behavior, sometimes it's not like I don't see it. But there is a way that eventually, because sometimes if I come and fire, you'll be gone. (laughs) Do you understand? But I have to fire gently. Sometimes I will have my sins fire, And then he fires. And then I will come and then. I will buffer the wound. So that it's working. Put your hands together for the Lord. And let's stand to our feet. As we bring the service to a close. Amen. So don't say, as for, oh, as for reverend, he understands. As for reverend, he understands. I don't understand. But we are just going by your pace. Amen. Oh, pray that you will rise up to be a shepherd to the flock. Your lifestyle, your life shall be a guide. Your life shall be a model to the flock of God, to the people of God. In the name of Jesus. Father, we are grateful and we are thankful in the name of jesus now with all eyes closed and every head bowed, if there's anyone here this afternoon you are not born again and you are saying pastor pray with me i want to give my life to jesus i want to receive jesus as my lord as my master and as my savior if that is you if that is your prayer wherever you are lift up your hand and i'll pray with you is there anyone here like that anyone here like that you want to give your life to jesus You want to receive Jesus as your Savior, as your Lord, and as your Master. Is there anyone here like that? I want to pray with you that you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at Kodesh Family Church, located at 1734 Williamsbridge Road, Bronx, New York, at 12 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.